Welcome to another edition of Dimes and Dozens. Uh, I'm still Claire, and that's still Tolliver. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to be joined by another wonderful guest who may or may not have just gotten his Twitter account suspended. I don't know. (laughs) Either that or he blocked me and Tolliver shortly before this interview. Hard to say. Just the two of us. That makes sense. (laughs) Just the two of us. He's like, y'all ain't doing no intel on me. We'll have to ask him about that when he comes on in a second. The wonderful Niles Abston is going to be joining us later in the show. But before we get to that, there were a couple things, Tolfer, I wanted to talk to you about. First thing was this LeBron versus Zlatan <laughs> drama, which before we get into it, let me just say that sounds like a Marvel supervillain. <laughs> that does not sound like a real person's name. I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad you did. Zlatan? You know? I wasn't like, sure if it was the Avengers my have to get back together so that they can <laughs> defeat Zlatan before he, you know, explodes the universe or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so Zlatan is running his mouth as Zlatan's or <sighs> wants to do. Zlatan's gonna Zlat. <laughs> Zlatan's gonna Zlat. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Um, <laughs> he um, he was criticizing LeBron for speaking out. Uh, you know, about social justice, et cetera, which is just like, what? We're still doing that? Like, yeah. we're still questioning if that should be a thing in this year of our Lord 2021. But, yeah. um, you know, he was criticizing him and basically saying, you know, par- very heavily paraphrasing here, but basically saying he should stick to sports and I don't think athletes should speak on things they're not qualified to talk about. And uh, the, a quote, um, the quote was, it, quote, doesn't look good when James... Uh, when LeBron and other famous people get involved in politics. But, you know, irony of ironies, back when he was playing in Sweden, Mm -hmm. he had mentioned that he felt like there was some racism going on um, because his last name was clearly like Eastern European. And that's hilarious. There's always receipts. Um, it's, It's like, it's so weird because... Like, if I heard about that situation when it was going on, like the Swedish situation, I wouldn't think... Hey, now's my time to intervene. Now's my time to speak up because I'm an expert on Bosnian-Swedish relations. You right. Know? So why would you, why, what are you doing, you know? I mean, it's it's really what it comes down to is, you know, people don't want black athletes to have a voice. And mm. there's like a lot of different very thinly or heavily veiled ways that people can say that same sentiment. Yeah. But the translation, when you get down to the nitty gritty, is just like, hey, black man, shut your mouth and yeah. play your sport. You know exactly. what I mean? And yeah. I, there's, it's been said so many different ways. It's like shut up and dribble. And now it's like saying, I don't think it, that's an athlete's place, except when it's me, an athlete who's white. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, uh, it's just it's just not even you're they're not fooling anyone at this point. Yeah, I you don't know? I don't understand what it is about us that makes people so angry. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, you know, I think about people's reaction to the Panthers or, or whatever, but it seems yeah. like the, the message is pretty basic. Like, oh, you know, we just want like equality and like food and like resources and people right. are like, fuck you. Equal I, pay, maybe. They're furious. It's, right. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, yeah, like it's confounding and, and it's amazing that we're still, that we're still able to like have these conversations that's like on fully bad faith arguments and people are just on the news like does does the marvel villain have a point should lebron shut his mouth about paul and it's just like can we not like feed the racism troll please like clearly he's just being racist we've seen this since the dawn of time 
Um, it's ridiculous. Also, on a slightly more um, lighthearted note, that that LeBron's response is the most he's a Capricorn and it's the most Capricorn shit that I have ever seen in my life. He was like, I keep receipts like I'm not. I think the quote was like, uh-huh. um, like, I'm kind of the wrong guy to actually go at because I do my homework. And he like was bringing up the receipts yeah. of like Zlatan, like complaining about racism when he was working in Sweden. And I'm just like, just like a Capricorn to keep receipts <laughs> checks out. Yeah, that's not my um, strong suit. That was I was impressed. I was like, damn, my personal favorite Capricorn, LeBron James. I mean, he's just so fucking smart. It's just yeah. amazing. Um, photographic memory, obviously, but also just like very, very intelligent man. So yeah. It sucks that he has to keep defending his right to be a citizen of the world with an opinion. But mm-hmm. if anyone is qualified to make everyone who comes at him look like a fucking moron, it's definitely LeBron. So yeah. appreciate him for even putting up with these fools. But just absolutely ridiculous that we're still having this conversation. Um, you don't you don't question whether a school teacher or a plumber or um, a driveway paver has the right to have an opinion on politics. So I paper. really really that's a i mean i just i'm just trying to get real real niche with it so that we understand that in all the corners of the um you know uh occupational spectrum everyone is entitled to an opinion on politics and on um social justice especially and if you don't have an opinion on it i really question first of all if you're brain dead and second of all um if you have any moral integrity whatsoever yeah um you know and you know he sounds like a villain i don't know i was just going to make the point that you know thanos loses in the end every time so what is it like the the mlk quote like the arc of the moral universe Mm -hmm. points towards justice or whatever zlatan yeah suck my dick zlatan just go really hard at it (laughs) why doesn't zlatan go suck laura ingram's dick how about that yeah how about it (laughs) Or Marjorie Green or something, you know? Go have fun amongst yourselves, you fucking racists. Okay. Um, the next question I have uh, is, is a, it's an eternal question. Uh, usually the answer is no. Stop. There's a shimmering moment in time right now where the answer might be yes. It's probably still no. But I have to pose it. I have to pose uh-huh. it. It's my job to pose it. Are the Knicks good right now? Or is the Eastern Conference yeah. just really really bad yeah i think we know the answer is both well mm, both mm, and mm, neither yeah i got too excited um (laughs) the eastern conference is in fact very weak we know that and but then i said both suggesting that the knicks are good i don't know if what i'm saying are you gonna are you gonna drop come back on that a little bit or yeah exactly i'm gonna walk that one back a little bit okay they are in fact 17 and 17 you know in a weak conference you at at what like the what would that put you in the western conference that would put you at what like the yeah, 10 seed you're the, fi- the 16th seed you know <laughs> what i'm saying if no if they were 17 and 17 in the west that record would actually put them at the roughly like the 9 or 10 seed right now yeah ish so we'll give them a little credit but it does put them at the 5 seed yeah. in the east which the math suggests that the Eastern Conference is twice as bad then mm-hmm. as the Western Conference. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> Just, this is the year that it's it's good. No, this year the Eastern. No, Conference this. Is good. N- wait, this, this year this is one, the year that it's, yeah, good. it's good. It's good. Now. It's weird because it's just very top heavy, and I can't say that phrase without thinking of titties. Oh, but, of course, that's immediately um, where I went. 
it's a very top heavy conference because I would say the top three or four teams in the Eastern Conference are really good and exciting and fun and talented and deep, some of them. But then you go after, you know, say like the four seed and it just, for the most part, drops off a cliff. Hmm. Um, Whereas the West, I feel like until you get to basically the Timberwolves, um, sorry, Mm -hmm. shots fired, there isn't a team (laughs) in the West that you could not convince me could make a run in the playoffs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like looking at the Western Conference, yeah. like if you told me the Rockets are gonna like get Christian Wood back and you know John Wall's gonna go on a tear and Victor Oladipo's gonna, you know, get his some, some pep in his step and they're gonna make a run and they're gonna end up in the playoffs. I don't think I would necessarily like agree, but I could believe it. It's believable, right? And they're mm-hmm. the fourteen seed right now in the West. So it's really like the West is like incredible because seeds one through 14, there's like an argument to be made for any of those teams. Whereas the Eastern conference, just to reiterate um, the 14 seed in the East right now is the Cavs who are 13 and 21. Yeah. So, well, I will say, that I don't know if there's an argument to be, made, to be made for the Kings, you know, and I know that they're the 13th seed above the if Rockets. They got a, if they got a new coach. Yeah. Maybe not this season because, yeah, they're 13 and 20. But if maybe not this season, but if you told me, like, man, the, the Kings are really going to turn it around soon, they have the pieces, right? Yeah. And like, Darren Fox has been on a tear. And, you know, I mean, they do have the pieces. So I think there's just a lot more talent in the West. Like, I, there's a lot more guys who have a case to be all stars in the West than there are in the East, I think. Yeah. You also got your dream, um, Ryan Saunders. Oh, yeah. He got fired. fired. Oh, we should talk about that. We should talk about that because I want to go on a little mini rant. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, no problem. Um, You know, I love to rant. And I knew this one would really. It's a good one. You know, speaking of racism. Oh, um, let's talk about. And (laughs) let's talk about institutional racism for a second, shall we? Um, Here's the thing. I'm not saying that Chris Finch wasn't the best coaching candidate available for the Wolves. He has a great offensive background. He's had evidence of, you know, being able to ramp up offense in several different teams in the NBA and the G League overseas. And the Timberwolves, I believe, currently have the lowest ranked offense in the league right now. Mm -hmm. So definitely not saying I don't see the argument for Chris Finch. Definitely not saying that I don't understand, you know, it is a business of relationships. Gerson Rosas, you know, has a relationship with him. But, and I'm not saying just because David Vanderpool, who is an incredibly qualified and beloved um, assistant coach on your bench, um, is available, means that you need to hire him. I'm not saying that at all. Um, David mm-hmm. Vanderpool is black, for those of you guys who don't know where the story is going. But, <laughs> um, but, but he is in a position where he deserves respect and he deserves the opportunity to go through the application process and not have everything Mm -hmm. done behind closed doors and in the dark and in like in secret and turned around in like a three-hour span between the time his head coach is fired and a new coach is hired you can't tell me that that's a fair hiring process because what the fuck was David Vanterpool supposed to do like start lobbying for the head coaching job when there was still a head coach in place like a fucking Brutus, right. 
Like, no, he's not going <laughs> to fucking lobby when he's working under Ryan Saunders. That's like a dick move. And that would get anybody's like eyes rolling if he was like trying to lobby for his friend's yeah. job. But like the, you also gave him a, what a 30 to 45 minute window between the time that <laughs> Saunders was fired and the time you hired someone yeah. else. So that's not a fair hiring process. And to me, you've got an incredibly um, well-regarded and qualified black assistant coach on your bench who no doubt will end up with a head coaching job at some point in this league. Mm -hmm. And you completely overlooked him in favor of your preferable middle-aged white male candidate that was your homie from way back when. And there's no universe in which that's a good look. I don't care. There's not there. I've heard the explanations. I've heard, you know, the press conference with Gerson. I've heard quotes up the wazoo about how he doesn't care how it looks. He just wanted to go get his guy. He didn't want to, like, let the season continue to be in a tailspin. It it doesn't matter. Okay, this season is in the toilet for the Timberwolves. It's gone. They're not making it a run for the playoffs. They're not doing anything ever again. Um, probably ever again but for sure not for the next like season yeah there's zero reason you couldn't have given david vanderpool his fair shot and finished out the season and just seen what he did chris finch wasn't going anywhere no one else was going to hire him (laughs) in the time between now he was on toronto raptors bench yeah in the time between now and the end of the season he wasn't going fucking anywhere and to me this is just like these are the closed door you know fucking private club agreements and deals and hirings that continue to perpetuate um white privilege Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day yeah it's a friendship thing but why wasn't it why wasn't david vanderpool in that room why wasn't he part of that friendship why wasn't he privy to that process behind closed doors and it's just an extension of white privilege and you know if if we say oh well he wasn't qualified we've never seen him be a head coach yeah that's the vicious cycle of institutional racism yeah. kind of hard to hire someone based on experience when there's a precedent of not giving um people of color these jobs in the past i don't really know where they're supposed to get head coaching experience from if you won't hire black head coaches to get experience yeah it's pretty so, wild i mean first off the, the wolves have a pretty storied history of just being the whitest place, I mean, you know, whitest right. destination a player can choose. Um, Shout out Wally Zerbiak. <laughs> hey, I love <laughs> Wally Zerbiak. Big fan. But it was a slippery slope, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then I love that point you made. Like, because I think that so many people think of, when they think of racism, they um, they don't think of it as relationships. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so many white people have access to, like in, in, my, in the music business, you know, they know yeah. the A&R. They know right. the blah, 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 Because blah. mommy and daddy have been working at Universal exactly. their whole lives. Yeah. And, and how did mommy and daddy get those jobs? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, oftentimes black people don't know anyone. And also what right. they could have done is, um, or at least nobody in a position of power, rather. Um, but a great choice would have been that, you know, the classic interim head coach moment. Right. Season. There's zero reason they couldn't have done that. Yeah. This, you're seven and 27, you know, just go ahead and. If there's ever been a time to just try out an interim head coach. Yeah. It's when you're the losingest team on a weirdo season with no fans. Yeah, exactly. Why the fuck not, dude? Just put the whole team in COVID protocol. Just And now also I'm don't. not and I'm not saying lol. I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't arguments to be made 
for for like what they did. I'm just saying that all of those arguments have counter arguments that are stronger. Yeah. And those counter arguments are like, but racism, though. And um, and but you could have given him a shot. And there's really no reason you couldn't have. And it's like, cool. So you got the head coach you wanted. At what cost? This is the worst Mm -hmm. PR of any team in the league since maybe the Knicks didn't put out a statement about Black Lives Matter last June. Like, I can't think of a team that looked worse for in the in the eye of the news, like just specifically one team than the Timberwolves had looked the past few weeks. And at best, you end up getting to like, what, 500? Because you you rolled the dice on on looking like a, you know, like institutionally racist franchise. Like, it's not fucking worth it. It's not worth it. And I fully support everyone dragging this franchise within an inch of their lives because that's what needs to happen to you when you pull some bullshit. So keep talking about it. Don't stop talking about it. They need to hear it. And also, at least my last point on this is like, when you're a team that is so down in the dumps and has just been down there forever, right. it would be nice if, if we can get like a a coach that excites people a little bit. But you tell me you're hiring, you know, Finch. I, you know, I never heard of this motherfucker. Um, yeah. It doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't get he me. He looks like a sitcom dad, if that makes any sense. Yeah. At least like, we're trying like to sell the tickets. Yeah, like something. Like he's got to bring something to the table, box office wise. Listen, it's a little bit of a stretch to say that David Vanderpool would sell t- sell tickets. Yeah, like I'm not I gonna mean, fucking listen. go that far, <laughs> but I will say that I know that <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. It's not Come like you're hiring Rubio, Kevin Garnett stay for David Vanderpool. But Sorry. I will say that he's heavily, you know, he's held in high regard by like every player who's worked with him. I know Carl Anthony Towns loves loves him. Obviously, he worked with. Um, uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in Portland, they both have nothing but flowery, wonderful things to say about him. So I just feel like it's, it's def- to me, it's my mom has this phrase she uses. And I, I say my mom uses it because I never know with her whether these are just normal phrases or whether it's just shit my mom says. So I just want to preface that. <laughs> but she has this phrase that she says all the time. It's like cutting off your nose despite your face. Um, you've heard that yeah yeah okay so that's not just my mom okay cool it's, i never yeah. know um but it's just like yeah timberwolves you are cutting off your nose in spite of your face like cool you made the short-term decision but what is at what cost and now yeah. what is david vanderpool supposed to do i feel so bad for this dude it's a middle of a pandemic it's not like it's really easy to find a job you know right now in general so he can't just quit out of spite but now he has to sit on the bench for this new fucking guy that just came in mid-season when he wasn't yeah. even given his fair shake at trying out being a, the head coach like oh, oh my, my god, god i can't even imagine um brutal when i worked at blue man group uh many years ago the, wait when you worked at blue man yeah. group like the, the musical worked, group yeah i worked at the blue man how group. do you work at blue man group is um, it a place I, is it a company yeah it was in chicago and I sold T-shirts and, um, you know, <laughs> what showed people this? where their seats were. Listen. Wait, so they had like a Vegas residency type deal in Chicago? They're, they're in all kinds of cities. They're, they like have a location in Chicago. How many blue men are in the group? Um, there were like about... Like dozens? Yeah, like in Chicago, they have a, a cast, like a rotating cast. And so there was probably like seven or eight guys. I don't even really think I know what the blue man group do. Do they dance? Um, they, they barely dance. They dance a little okay. bit. It's like these like people discovering what life is about. And so they're kind of cr- criticizing culture at the same time. So it's okay. like cell phones. What's up with that? You know, that kind of thing. That's wild. Okay. It was a fun show and everybody who worked there was an absolute alcoholic. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, they paid us decently. My point is, sudden, like when the recession hit, it seemed like we were doing well. Anyway, they fired everyone. 
and then rehired some people back. But um, like the the head of the cleaning crew or whatever got yeah. fired and ended up having to work for his subordinate as a rehire and he was getting paid half of his original rate or some shit like that. Oh my God. Um, and it's, I don't know, this is not that exact situation, but that <laughs> it's the exact, it, it's that kind of feeling for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. You've been there the whole time putting in Fuck work. Fuck the bourgeoisie. And they're just like, no, sorry. You're going to, yeah. Oh man. I don't know. Whatever. I just got bummed. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I, and I, and I was going back and forth about discussing this on the show today because I know it's the news cycle is such that it's kind of old news at this point. This is like last week's news, but I just think it's so important to talk about because I think that we just see this again and again. And, and, and the thing about just my last thought on it, I guess is like the thing about trying to make progress in society and trying to make things better and more equitable is that there's always going to be a relatively valid argument you can come up with for the status quo and for keeping it the same. It's always going to be either like, well, it wasn't the right time or well, there's mm-hmm. this this white guy candidate was quite qualified and he does bring X, Y, Z to the table. There's always going to be an argument for like keeping the status quo, but it's our job and it's our obligation as members of a society to you know, push those arguments to the side and say, yeah, well, that's not good enough because the counter argument is like pushing society forward and making progress and making it a more equitable world. And there's really no argument mm-hmm. that w- wins over that. And like, yeah, I'm, I, mean, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I'm sick of hearing arguments in favor of just keeping things the way they are because the way that things are is not okay and it's not fair and it shouldn't be that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at like TV. Remember for the longest time when you and I were kind of coming up, it was like, it was just like white shows. You know, there was some black TV and some like sometimes some Latinx television or something like that. Yeah. But the argument was like, we just, you know, they're just not there. You know, there's no, there's no shows that have enough broad appeal. You know what I'm saying? And now look at this landscape where there's like a bunch of fucking content by black people and it's yeah. doing really well. And all you had to do was kind of look for it. It's right. Like, all you had to do was give it a chance. Yeah. And that's all anyone's asking in, in the situation with David Vanderpool is like, maybe it wouldn't have worked out, but it's fucking three or four months. Could you mm. give him a chance? Yeah. Is that Can you so give much him a shot? Because it doesn't matter right now. I promise you Finch, like you said, is not going anywhere. He'll be there. Right. I and promise. if you're not willing to give a qualified black man an opportunity in this scenario, like I'm it's really, I'm really curious. And I say curious with like a big fat wink <laughs> as to when you would be willing to do that. If not now, just wondering. What's Alvin Gentry when? doing? Um, <sighs> Hopefully on a very lovely vacation somewhere where the COVID cases are very low. He's earned it. Yeah. That what that man went through in New Orleans. Truly. All right. Well, with that, let's bring on our esteemed guest. All right. So y'all have been waiting and so have we. We got a very special guest this week from Flowood, Mississippi, all the way to L.A. <laughs> Just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Hey. We got LA comic rising star Niles Abstun. How's it yes. going, man? Yes. Hello. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. How are you doing on this lovely what is Sunday? On this I'm lovely high, Sunday, I'm you know, just Sunday stuff. Sunday just stuff. Sunday stuff. Yeah. So we saw that there was some big news you announced on your Twitter uh, yesterday that you signed a creative artist. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with CAA. That's yeah. awesome. Are you there as like Congrats. a comic or podcaster or both? Or? Every, just everything. That's awesome. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Love it. Meeting with the Illuminati soon too. Yeah. So oh, fantastic. Get it, get it popping. Yeah. 
Tell them I said what up. I haven't seen them in a minute. I got you. (laughs) Um, I I once did a play at CAA uh, like years ago. And what? Tra- Tracy Ellis Ross came up to me afterward and went, hmm. And just walked <laughs> What? <laughs> it was the most non-face one person could make at Wait, another Wait, could you tell from the huh if it was an approving huh or was, a, a disapproving not. huh? It was not. It was, it was not the a second one? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. What was the it play was like, about? You are, in fact, here. It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, well, y'all didn't do, Ham- y'all didn't do Hamilton. <laughs> what y'all do? We didn't do Hamilton. It was a very heavy play. It was about like Trayvon and Amadou Diallo and Emmett Till meeting in the after in Purgatory. Oh no! And then I was oh like, my God. God. So it was like one of those paintings. So it was basically a play of like those paintings they make where Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> and Kobe and Tupac and Chadwick Boseman hang out. Y'all basically did that, but in a theater yeah, play. It was exactly that. Yeah, yeah I, oh, I get why no. she did. Hmm. And they paint it. They like they do like the brush painting of it on a shirt, and they sell it on a street corner for like twenty nine ninety nine. And so you played yeah. God. You it were was, Morgan Freeman. I played God. I was Morgan Freeman. You understand. Tolliver, um, oh my God, that's a perfect lane for you. We've been trying to figure out how you can get famous, and the answer is that Morgan Freeman has to retire eventually. So yeah, you just need to be the or, next. Or <laughs> he can't die. He's God. But he might have to That's retire, right. and someone will need to take his place. And I see yeah. no no better I mean, candidate. I will drive. Tracy Ellis Ross has anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the audition to play God, and it's like Tracy Ellis Ross, and she's like, "No, get this guy out of here." I saw him do a play at yeah, CAA like, like five years ago. It was trash. <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> okay, I, really I want to pivot. Remember me. I want to pivot away from um, Tolliver's one-act plays to uh, basketball, which is the the um, main point of this podcast. Every oh, this is a basketball podcast? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It is. Um, thank it you is. so much for being such a loyal listener. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do not listen to podcasts. That's all good. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I know I'm, I met you mostly as a Lakers fan. Yeah. Gang, gang. Shout out Lakers. Twitter. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, how are you feeling? Take, take your temperature on how it's going so far this season, how you're feeling about the playoffs. I want to get your thoughts. It's a safe space. Let it all out. Um, I mean, obviously, we're dealing with a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of fatigue. We did. We had, what, 71 days off? Yeah. And our trash. best player is 36 years old. So <laughs> it's... Uh, it's it's been a little tough, but right. I think we're still what second or third in the West, right? Third, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, third in the West, and we're playing very mediocre. Exactly. I, right. I, I, I smell Lakers in four, so <laughs> I'm not really. Hey. I'm not too worried. I mean, just from the other night, it showed you like once LeBron has Schroeder back and he doesn't have to do everything by himself. Right. Like, Create every shot. Yeah. Yeah, and also fine. make every shot and also exactly. be the defense. <laughs> yeah. Just like exactly. do everything. How are you? How are you gonna just do everything? So yeah, once we. Once we get all the injuries back, and though this, I mean, this happened last year. Everybody that was a shooter on the team couldn't hit, hit couldn't hit a shot, oh, yeah. and then Broad they got side it of together. a barn. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was like, what, what? where have right. I heard this narrative before of like, oh, the Lakers are overrated and their exactly. shooting is terrible, it's and I'm like, God, this sounds thing. so familiar <laughs> every year. So I'm, I'm not even worried. Like, it's frustrating because I watch every single game. So it's just yeah. like, it's frustrating to watch, but Yeah, we've we'll texted be during games before, and now it's been like, what was that? Okay, yeah. no, but what right. the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> exactly. what are they just doing? Back and forth. <laughs> um, just frustrated. Uh, so are you a hooper? Like, do you play? 
I did growing up. Um, I did in uh, until my what? I last year I played was my freshman year. We went we went twenty five and zero, and I was just like, I'm five eight for the rest Damn. of my life. I think I'm gonna just go out on top. So <laughs> it was a fun, it was a real fun season. Like we're all twenty five, twenty six now. We still talk about it. Yeah. So that was your black it, album. You're just like I'm just gonna do yeah, MSG while I can. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it was a good time. I mean, we we said before the season started we're gonna win every single game, and then we did it. Jeez. Damn, and like, it got it got to the point. We were so cocky about it. People at our school would come to root against us and hope we lost. That's amazing. Was your coach yeah. Samuel L. Jackson? This sounds like a movie. No, he no? was not. He oh. was a white man. Oh, oh man. Could he jump? <laughs> but I'm oh, no. He could. Oh. He, he could still dunk. He had, he played. He was like a walk-on at University of Texas. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He, like, tore, he like tore his ACL or something. What but division he like, he is could, like, UT? What do you say? What division is UT? Like They're in the Big 12, right? Are they? I don't yeah, know anything so. about college sports. I'm yeah. still yeah, mad. No, nah, he he could hoop. Like our coach, like could real could for real hoop. Like we would like play him after practice and shit. And shit. He, Damn, he would dog us. Okay. So. I uh, I played like up until like eighth grade or something like that. But I was six five in like Oof. like seventh eighth grade. So I was oh my god killing it. You know, just like oh, Tyler's was, a giant. I was doing noodle okay. Person. But then everybody <laughs> caught up. You know. Wow. But happened. you're still six five. Yeah. Rap. I've been five eight since what. The seventh grade, yeah. So like, I just stopped. You've got like three inches on me. Mm -hmm. I'm still the representative for the short delegation in this That's podcast. True. Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, token you representative. Could run point for somebody. Maybe I, I personally know. could we'll not, see. but maybe Niles could. Yeah, uh, track was track was more of my thing. That's what I did in college. So I did want to ask Niles one more question about basketball before we move on. So, do you think the Lakers are going to the finals? And if so, mm -hmm. who do you think is going to be there with them? And if not. Who will be going in there instead? Um, I know everybody's like high on the Brooklyn train, mm -hmm. but I think Boston beats them in the playoffs. What? Wow. That is a crazy take. They're they're five hundred right now. I know. Take. I wow. Know. Boston's Boston's my sleeper in, in the here? East. Yeah. Boston's my sleeper in the East. Jalen Brown like hasn't That's been one hundred percent. I love the him. whole season, and I think once he gets one hundred percent, and he like he and Kimba get like the rhythm together, I think yeah. they're coming out the East. Damn, that is the hottest take I've heard in a minute. Tolliver yeah. is usually got, the hot exactly. take deliverable I'm like guy. Mad that you're taking my whole thing. <laughs> I, I got Boston in seven over Brooklyn. Oh my god! Wow. You should put some money on that. You know? Yeah, I, might as well. Yeah, might as well. Bavada like gang. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, go. Yo, okay, well, I also noticed, uh, so talking about Clowncast, I was watching your podcast with Oh, Jesus, Harper. why'd you do that? Yeah, I'm so sorry <laughs> that. Because we have to do our research. Um, oh, okay. But I saw your Bubble Champs hat, and I was like, where did that come from? I mean, I'm, I'm sure this, I could just like Google yeah, it. Yeah, it's this brand, it's, it's called Brand Scene on Instagram. Check them out. Oh, okay. So, At Brand Scene on Instagram. They make some really dope custom, like, LA sports stuff. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that podcast, I mean, just tell us about it. Like, how did you, how did you and Harper meet? I actually have a like, sort of three degrees of whatever separation because my girlfriend used to live in Harper's room. So I see her. Oh, podcast. really? Yeah. Small Where she world. lives now? Yeah. So when I oh, looked wow. at the podcast, I was like, I've been in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You've been yeah. in there. Been in you know there. what I'm saying? That's You've been in there. No, yeah. uh, me and Harper were just stand-up comics, so like we just became pretty cool. And um, I literally was like drunk in an airport one day texting her, and I was like, 
yo, you want to do a podcast? And she was like, yeah, that'd be funny. And then so I like literally like I tweeted it and I was like, I'm going to do a podcast with Harper. And she was like, oh, well, you just put me in a situation where I have to say yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, and now we, we just do it and it's fun. And um, we got a lot, we have a new intern on the podcast, uh, my little homie Kate, and she makes all our graphics and stuff. And Sick. she's like getting college credit for we it. We need oh an God. intern. Yeah. Damn, yeah, we're like that's a, a move. We're like a little team. That's so we're like we're having fun with it. But yeah, it's fun. We just we did a really fun episode with Yodoye last week, and then you know it's her birthday this week, so we just did an episode for that. Oh so. nice. Yo, yeah. you're like the inverse of of our podcast because it's Tolliver's birthday this week. Oh wow, that's crazy. Um, you yeah, I saw that you recently also got the that weed sponsor. That's oh, the yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, Stone that's the Road. move. Yeah, shout out to Stone Road. Follow my Instagram, Stone Road Farms. They supply us with a lot of weed, and they keep me high. So, Tolliver, mm-hmm. we got to get on that on that weed sponsor train. We really Every, do. Everybody needs a weed sponsor. Everybody needs a weed. Sp- my my current weed sponsor is just my friends that smoke me out every exactly. once in a while. But I hey, need I need an actual go. weed sponsor for this podcast. Okay, Clowncast is obviously like a comedy podcast. You guys are both stand ups. How did you get into stand up? How did you get into comedy? Um. Well, I moved to L.A. to be a writer director. I just wanted to like make movies, and I didn't want anybody to know who I was. Just mm-hmm. wanted to be play the background, um, and then I wrote like a little short story or whatever. And a friend of mine said, "Oh, that's that was funny. You should like go say these things and do stand up." And I yeah. didn't. I have been a fan of stand up for like a long time, but like I didn't know you could just like go do it. Like you could go sign up <laughs> and go do it. Yeah. And uh, but I was like, nah. And then I remember seeing like this um, interview Gerard Carmichael did. Like he was talking about how. For like a young black person and if you in a film industry if you want to like write direct movies like stand up is a way you can kind of cut the line instead of like being an assistant or an intern and i was like all right that's two Word. people that's basically said do stand up so yeah i just tried it i sucked for uh for like two years <laughs> and then the third year so i'm just kind of clicked and then i've just been doing it ever since so that's yeah. awesome yeah that's wild yeah and um you, you filmed your special like almost a year ago now right yeah Girls yeah i filmed Jones. it on my my birthday last year so. yeah right before everything went down right literally a month before yeah so i mean well at least you you got that hot content out you know for the people the people yeah. need the content exactly um sure. speaking of content i know that you've recently been i'm i'm a big fan of your twitter account i know that you've recently been live tweeting episodes of the bachelor yeah, that's so my I, shit. I did want to. I feel like Tolliver is not going to have a ton to say in this conversation because I know he's not, you know, a bachelor, uh, bachelor nation member, yes, as yes, it were. Yes. But I did want to just quickly get your thoughts because you've had some very interesting slash hilarious takes on the Bachelor recently. <laughs> uh, I believe you called what did you call Matt James like the Republican? Yeah, he's a Republican. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that was traumatizing for me because I find Michael B. Jordan very attractive and I find Matt Matt kind of just like very unattractive. And I was exactly. like, maybe it's just that Republican, you know, he's component. Tethered. He's tethered. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's tethered. That's amazing. Oh, it's so true, though. It's so true. Um, what are your thoughts on on like this season? So is this your first season watching? Yeah, I've never watched The Bachelor ever okay. in my life and I'll never watch it it's again. Un- it's unhinged. And I, I honestly did not know how deranged the show was. It's so and deranged. I, f- I firmly believe no one should watch it. And everyone's like, how could we have seen like the last couple years coming? Like what's happened in American politics? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, The Bachelor has been the most popular show on television for like 20 years running. And if that's not insane. an indication that this country is deeply, deeply broken inside, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what is. Because I've been watching it and I was like, there's 
there's no way this should be on television. Oh, it <laughs> is. Like people have been watching this for 20 years. Yeah. Yes. Like this is my first time watching it, and it just it, every episode blows my mind. And like I have a couple friends that like got me to watch it, and I'll be texting them like during it, and I'm like, "How the fuck have y'all been watching this for so many years? I do it, not understand." Like it's just insane inside. to go talk to like four different women's families and all tell them like, "Yeah, I'm trying to marry your daughter." Like it's just kind of right. It's just crazy and all of them and are like he seems like a really nice guy <laughs> like what the yeah fuck? and then like for all the like like one girl is like she's like i just i can't get used to the fact that he's also dating other women and i'm like that's literally the log line of the show no. baby. Like, that's, <laughs> what did you come here for so i it's like i don't know if they tell them just act like idiots on the show beforehand or i don't know obviously some of those girls are audience are like uh, producer plants yeah. like there's no way they should have made it right that far but it's just it's been interesting to watch um especially just from like a black dude perspective watching this black dude do this shit is just really funny there's um, a uh, there's a clip from the bachelorette the other like uh, rachel Lindsay, the yeah. first like black bachelorette or whatever and yeah, like, my mom was telling me about her okay so i've never seen an episode of this show but i've seen this clip hundreds of times and it's just she's like on a basketball date with this one dude i don't know what's going on but uh then the dude's girlfriend comes in what or no yeah the girlfriend's waiting as they enter and Wait, then the she, dude who's competing to marry yeah, her girlfriend let's just, let's just say his name is like jerry or whatever okay and jerry's she's girlfriend. like she's like jerry what's good and he's like he's like oh, i don't know who this is and she's like i'm literally your girlfriend here's texts <laughs> like showing you were at my house you know what? such and such a day blah blah and he was like Ra- rachel no it's not like that like we, we okay so we were talking and then it, it just escalates like okay we were living together and <laughs> <laughs> that's some LA yeah we, shit. we do have four children but i don't talk to them it's like dog i don't have custody though <laughs> exactly it was wild and then she just goes like you know i'm a lawyer and blah blah so i'm gonna need you to get the fuck out and then yeah. it's like yes girl you know um, wow. I don't know if it blows my mind more that so many people watch the show, including my. I actually stopped. This season was like, I couldn't. At certain point, I was just like, the like drama and the cattiness. I was just like, this isn't even like. It's like, really I can't gross. even laugh at you anymore because I just feel wrong inside. Like, it was fun to laugh at them. And then at a certain point, you're like, I'm fucked up for watching this. But yeah. I can't I can't decide if it can, if it like confounds me more that so many people watch this show still or that so many people want to be on this show. There's a lot of people that want to be on mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. why would you ever want to be on this show? The best case scenario is that people are like laughing at you. Yeah, that's then. Yeah, that's best case scenario. Right. The all worst the, case all is the that crying. they hate you. I'm just like so much crying. I don't. I wouldn't. Just like all the crying and. I, but I told somebody the other day, like I get why people love the show though. Like yeah. watching The Bachelor is legit. Like doing shrooms. Like you do it. It is. Like, it's like a oh, drug. This is why everybody likes this shit. This is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, after this season, I'll never watch the show again. No, I can't support that shit. I so I started watching it like a like two years ago because a friend is like a diehard watcher Mm -hmm. and i made it this you know the whole like 18 years before that or whatever being like i'll never watch that trash and then she was like we she's she watches it religiously and so we got into a habit where i would go over to her house on monday nights and we'd like make a pizza and like have some wine and watch and it's really fun to watch with another person because you can be like oh my god can you believe she just said that yeah and then quarantine happened and then i found myself kind of invested because the way they they get you is they always pick someone from the season previous to be the next bachelor or bachelorette so you know them you've developed like some sort of connection to them from the previous season so that's how they get you so Mm. i was like oh let me check this out let me see what it's like and i realized there's nothing sadder than watching the bachelorette or bachelor alone 
I think that's like the pinnacle of just <laughs> the most yeah, depressing. Can't yeah. I can't do it anymore. It's definitely, it's definitely like they built it like it's sports. Like you watch it yes. with people. Well, like, I watch basketball alone all day, every day, and I fucking love it. No qualms cool. about that. Yeah. Um, that's what NBA Twitter is for, to be honest. But yeah. like The Bachelor, it's just I can't anymore. But mm-hmm. um, but who do you think is gonna win? Before we move on, just curious. Um, Which one of these deranged think, psychopaths do you think? I is think gonna, Rachel's gonna win. She is gonna win. The racist white girl. Yeah, she's gonna win. I, I picked. I picked her like a month and a half ago. Like I was like, I feel he's like obsessed with her. It's been so yeah. obvious this whole time. Could t- you could tell. It's really yeah. fucked up though, because he doesn't find out that she's, like, legitimately a racist until after the show is over. And the people yeah. who cast it were like, hmm, we're having a black bachelor. Let's just throw a racist from Georgia in there and see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> And they he picked her. Hey, they didn't tell. They didn't tell him to pick her. That's his fault. I, that's. I mean, he's a Republican, so Republicans gonna Republican. But hey, they gonna do what they do. Okay, so but speaking of Twitter, um, I want to move on into the game show portion of of the episode. Okay. I, I know that you recently, um, you know, put a pause on your Twitter account, and so I'm sorry to bring up old wounds. <laughs> well, we do have a game that we've been playing on the show that is a really fun game. Um, and it's, uh, brand, we, in, we invented this game actually. It's brand new and nothing like it has ever been done before. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, please don't fact check that, but that <laughs> is true. Um, but that show and the game is called Defend, Defend that, that Tweet. tweet. <laughs> um, um, okay. It was close. Uh-oh. It was close. So, we almost got wow. It. That was rough. Pow. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, we're going to workshop that in post. Um, yep. So the, the game is very simple. We just bring up old tweets of yours and you have mm-hmm. to defend them. Okay. Um, so the first tweet I want to bring up is uh, from February 8th. And it says, to everyone moving around freely like we're not in the middle of a fatal pandemic, I'm su- sincerely jealous of your lack of fear of dying. What, yeah. What were you thinking there? I mean, I got all these friends flying to Florida and Texas and Missouri to do stand-up shows and damn damn people back in Mississippi hitting bars and going to restaurants like shit ain't like just shit sweet out here yeah, yeah. whereas like I don't leave the house ever to unless it's like to get weed right, right. so it's just like sitting on Instagram you can get that, that delivered actually if you if you know if you're mm. ever in a in a bind yeah I know but sweet flower I gotta, app. I gotta take a walk I gotta take a walk sometimes right. yeah, it's yeah. True. um so. no I was telling Tolliver this on a previous episode but like we, the only thing I miss about being like very clinically depressed is that flying was way easier because I just like low-key didn't care what happened on the plane yeah. and so I wouldn't get anxious and I'm mm-hmm. like do y'all all have a death wish yeah like, I don't do understand you just not it. give a fuck some people just don't care yeah like they really it, don't yeah they probably have really severe depression <laughs> to be honest yeah <laughs> that's um it's or they're sick just diluted it sounds nice you know what I'm saying right right like it's terrible for all of us Right. Yeah. Like it I sucks. care too much. Yeah. I can't, like I just can't right. do it. But goddamn. All right. So um, that was a good defense. Yeah. All right. Tell everyone to get the next one? tweet. Yeah. All right. People in relationships should get the vaccine last. Fuck y'all. Zero <laughs> punctuation. Like just one. <laughs> one complete thought. <laughs> I honestly didn't know that tweet was gonna take off like that. I was just pl- <laughs> like I was just talking shit. But nah. Fuck them. Like y'all. <laughs> Y'all gotta live in y'all just y'all just get to chill together and hang out and all this kind of stuff and being single during this shit has just been horrible. Oh, it's for the birds. It's really yeah, bad. Like this has been so bad. Like I almost feel like it was a scam to get everybody in a relationship planning for the next <laughs> pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's just like yeah, fuck them. I, I should get the vaccine words. first. Yeah. Next pandemic is the most depressing sentence I've ever heard. In my life, or a fraction <laughs> hey. of a sentence. 
I'd rather be prepared for the next one. This this one took me by surprise. See, I feel the opposite. I feel like nothing has made me feel more sure that I wanted to be single right now than imagining being locked in with any of the people I've dated in the last two years right. for this shit. Oh, yeah. Well, anybody I've already dated, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell no, I feel people very good about too, that. You know? I, so, I've seen people start... I've seen people in and start relationships during this shit. And have whole ass babies. Have you noticed yeah, you that? you can have a whole baby yep. in this time. You can have a whole ass baby. <laughs> yeah. Inception, I be, I be, yeah. pregnancy. I became an uncle during this shit. So I was just Damn. like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit's wild out here. Um, okay. The next one is, is very recent. It was just from yesterday. And it just says, damn, I missed the strip club. I missed, I missed the stripper so bad. <laughs> Shout out for the like, strippers one time. It's just, it's, it's just. I, I mean, I just miss strippers because like you can't throw cash on OnlyFans. Like it's just, <laughs> it's not as that intimate of a connection. I love OnlyFans. Don't get me wrong, but like I want to be in the club. You yeah. want to so. feel the ass cheek as you slip the dollar bill in the exactly. G-string. There's something about that tangible. Yeah. What was your favorite strip club in LA before, um, before all this shit went down? Um, I have a favorite. I'm just waiting to hear if it's the same as your favorite. Cause if I say a favorite, then you're gonna blow up the jealous. spot. Yeah, yeah. And other people get jealous, but I will say, the best time I had in before the pandemic um, was at this strip club called Cabaret in Portland. Everybody should go. I've heard Portland I've has heard that like place. bomb strip clubs. I've never it's, been to it's, one. It's it's, a, it's it's like a hidden gem. Like yeah. I I honestly can't. Wait I wouldn't to go associate back. those two things in my mind. Like I believe I, would, I didn't either. One of my I was doing a I was doing a comedy festival out there this time last year, mm-hmm. and one of my friends was like, "Bro, you got to go to strip clubs in Portland." And I was like, "Portland? You're like, Portland? <laughs> You're like the and like bespoke coffee." I'll just say this. I was $500 uh, <laughs> broker the next day. But $500 a, happier also right. at the same time. And that too. That, I, had a great, I had a great time. My um, favorite strip club in LA, not trying to blow up the spot, but I am trying to blow up the spot because I want them to stay open. And I, you know, I don't know if they have like a GoFundMe or what's going on with mm-hmm. them. But Jumbo's Clown Room, I've talked about oh, this yeah, on the they, podcast. Jumbo's goes off. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes off because for me, obviously, as an owner of titties, like I'm not there for the nudity. You know what I'm saying? Because I can see titties yeah. whenever I want. Uh-huh. But yeah. I am there for like the athletic ability, for the acrobatics, for the gymnastics. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So the yeah, Jumpos girls are crazy. Like they can, their upper body mm. strength blows me away every single time. Do they show it's titties at Jumbos? No, that's what I'm saying. Right, okay. Like it's, there's not nudi- full nudity, but for me, that's all right. Because that's not what I'm there to see. I'm yeah. there to see... Yeah, I've know, been there. I've been there a couple of times. The I'm not, not really my cup of tea, but it's fun. Right, because um, your cup of tea is the is, is the yeah, nudity. Yeah. I need it. I, I need to see everything. <laughs> I <Yeah>. need it. <laughs> I've told you this, Claire. There's a place here called Dames and Games, and I've been trying to. I've been meaning to go to this place. That should be a Portland strip club. Since I moved here, but they have a two dollar steak dinner. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't. I'm know gonna just say many... this: you're gonna get what you pay for. Right. <laughs> E. Coli. That two dollar steak food poisoning hits different. That's all I have <laughs> to say. No one will have sympathy for me. No, you know? no, especially not me. Yeah. Because um, now I've heard about it twice, and I've I've had to tell you on multiple occasions that it's a bad uh, idea. Okay, I think I have the next tweet. Yeah, you do. Um, Alia Shawcat got swag. She got swag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she she I mean, got I swag. I agree. I've seen yeah. all four I just, seasons. Of I just got Search into party. I just got into Search Party. Yeah. Me and my roommates we finished season three a few days ago. Okay, so we gotta watch season four. But it's a it's a good show. But I just think she just like she's just a really good actor, and I just feel like she walks around like I feel like in real life like she walks around with her hands in her pockets. 
Yeah. Like okay. she's that like she's that cool. Like I feel like a lot of women don't just walk around with their hands in their pockets like that. Yeah. But I think she does. Damn. I heard she dated Brad Pitt briefly and I was like, that's really? how you know someone's swaggy is when they're like not the hottest actress in Hollywood, but if you have the swag to date Brad Pitt, like Yeah. No, for sure. I didn't even see I didn't even know that. So I was just manifesting it for she's her. She's like, so, Yeah, hey. Brad Pitt, you wish. Yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't know I I recognized her face but I didn't watch Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um but somebody told me like yeah she was like a kid on Arrested Development. She was like mm-hmm. Michael Sarah's cousin or whatever. So Yeah. I I've, so, I've been yeah. told I look like her before and I don't actually look like her but I think it's just because we're both vaguely Jewish/Middle mm-hmm. slash Middle Eastern-esque looking, you know? Really? And yeah. I think all I feel like there's a certain segment of the population where every time they see a white girl where it's like you look white but there's something about you that's not fully, fully, fully white. Yeah. They just say that we all look the same. Like I get lumped mm-hmm. into the same category as like yeah, all like of the broad, these. like broad city yes. girls. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. like, and I'm like, you clearly are In not. In fact, someone. I think she was on Broad yep. City. She was. She played. Um, she is when she and Alana like dated, and then Alana realized that they look. Yeah, because they were saying alike. Alana fucked girls that looked like her because she had like a god complex yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, that show was funny as hell. Yeah, but hilarious. no, yeah, so they just lump us all together. I don't look anything like Alia Shawkat. I don't think. Yeah, no. But I, I gotta recommend good. Search Party again to you, Claire. It's so good. I'm it's just too great. much of a baby. Like I watched the first season and I really liked it, but it also scared the shit out of me. It's it gets scarier. Like, it just keeps getting no, scarier. No, I don't. Yeah, hard. I, did I mention I was single during a <laughs> pandemic? You want me to sit at home in my one bedroom apartment that I live at alone yeah. and watch a scary television show? Yes. Absolutely the you fuck You think not. Search Party is scary? Yes. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> did I mention I was a baby? I'm a baby. I can't watch okay. anything. I like clutch my pearls during Marvel movies. Like shit scares me that's not scary. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yes. If I was truly la i would say it's because i'm an empath okay. but i'm not oh, okay i'm wow. not that la okay all right i think i'm just a, a scared little bitch yeah same <laughs> not though. um same 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 only different mm-hmm. um okay so your next tweet um one of my personal faves damn i can't discreetly reply at quote wood under people's tweets anymore i want 700 <laughs> followers again <laughs> Defend that i hate tweet. having i hate having the amount of followers i have now yeah I hate this shit. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't just be horny anymore. I can't do it. Yeah. Or you can now, just be like me time, and just do it anyway. <laughs> That's what I do. Every time somebody has to say something about it or comment on it or be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like, yeah. like the strip club tweet. This girl DMs me my strip club tweet and then drops a link in there for online therapy. And I was just like, <laughs> dude. Damn, that's I just cool. miss strippers. Yeah, What's, this, uh, yeah. Why do I need therapy for that? You're like, here's the therapy session. I miss strippers. Yeah. All right, yeah. well, it's been real. I'm going to head out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, too, I don't know. If too many people care about what I have to say on the internet, and mm-hmm. I just don't think that's a good well, thing. Well, as like, a recent signee to Creative Artist Agency, you're probably it's going to be even more people soon, Niles. Yeah. You got to get used to it. Shit. All right. Well, I'm deleting all my social media. So. Hell yeah. That's a great it's, way to jumpstart go- your career. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be famous. No, that's the thing, though. Like, none of us are famous enough to do that yet. Like, I, that's an aspirational level of fame where you don't need social media and you can mm-hmm. still, like, be chilling in a house in the hills and, like, you know, have your mom's house paid off and all that shit. Deleting yeah. social media is, like, peak wealth. And I aspire to be at that level of wealth. I can't wait. Yeah. But absolutely. none of us are there done. yet, with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm so done with Twitter. I can't do it anymore. I wouldn't even delete. I just wouldn't. It wouldn't just. It just wouldn't be me. I'd you be like, hire you someone do to this. run it. Yeah. Right. And it'd be just like the lamest tweets you've ever and heard. And you pay like them a, a living wage. You know. 
You yeah. pay them a no, great I would, salary. I would to love just to run do your that. socials. Yeah, I would love to do that. Aspirational. All right, Tolliver, you got the next tweet. Uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, absence <laughs> doesn't make the heart grow fonder. Absence makes me want to fuck somebody else. Wait, can I just add that your co-host's response to this was almost funnier oh, than the original that, yeah. tweet, which was, on behalf of all women, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out yeah. Harper Rose. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. No, it's just, you know, people people try to, I don't know, people try to play this game of just like, uh, who, like some, like who doesn't care like the most. Mm-hmm. Like that's, like that's women and men, like we do this thing now, like he's like, you, I don't, I care less than you do. Yeah. And it's just stupid, I think. Yeah. So whenever, whenever, whenever a woman does that to me, I'm just like, all right, bye. I'm just, I can, I can do something else. Right. I'm cool. Yeah, that doesn't work quite as well in a pandemic because like this something else is like a little bit harder to come by. But it is like a general good rule of thumb that like, you know, don't try and fuck with people who don't want to fuck with you. Like, exactly. if you can't like show interest in me like a fucking adult, then I'll just find someone who will. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that. I, I do feel like to a certain degree, though, with the absence makes the heart grow fonder. I have found that. I personally am someone who, when I'm in a relationship, I enjoy spending less time with my significant other than a lot of people do because I like the feeling of like missing someone and being like Mm -hmm. excited to see them. And Mm. I think that a lot of people, like, especially if you're in lockdown, like stuck with someone, like you don't, you're just like with them in a passive way so often that you don't like, you're not like intentional about your time with them. Yeah. So in some degrees that's true. But when you're talking about like playing hard to get and having and making that, you know, try and yeah. make the other person want you more by like ignoring them like no that's shit for, that's just yeah, for the you, birds if you pay bills you shouldn't be playing hard to get <laughs> like that's hey, leave, leave ba, that ba, shit ba. in like high school i gotta be leave honest that shit in high school and college like if you're 24 yeah. or 25 stop doing that shit i've done it yeah. my whole life oliver <laughs> Tolliver is a fuck boy it's though. like you're trying to create scarcity you know what i'm saying hmm. and then that drives up the price this is mm. this is capitalism. Do you understand? Man, shut up with your economics, ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm anti-capitalist. So. Yeah, I'm an, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a socialist. Text me back, bitch. Oh my god. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stop withholding shit to try and manipulate the market and fucking text me back. Yeah, exactly. it's fucked. All right, that's all the tweets we got. That's all the tweets we got. That's partially because we no longer have tweet. access. There's one more. There's one more. Yeah. Oh, there's one more. Oh my god, I'm the excited. The dream continues. Yeah. All right, the dream continues. This is the last one. This is the last one. Why are you, as a man, wearing a medium? <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's been like an inside joke where we, me and my me and my homie uh, Ko, he's from Mississippi, he's on Twitter, but like we just say like all this like toxic shit to other men. Like, why are you as a man doing this? Like, because he he had the best one. He was like, why are you as a man going to the hospital and like this shit. <laughs> Like we just say all all kinds of stupid shit. Like uh, I think mine was like, why, like I, I wanted, I was gonna do one. I was like, why are you as a man cutting your steak before you eat it and <laughs> shit Charles like Barkley? that? Like, Charles yeah, Barkley. Exactly. That's why I wanted to say that. Yes. But well, I will say that that when you get really famous and they're looking for shit to cancel you with, um, they're gonna go back to this and be like, look at this toxic masculinity bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Men and I literally, be able to wear I literally size. wear a medium. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, like, that was, like, the joke. Like, I'm literally, like, I'm 5'8". Like, I literally wear a medium. Yeah. Like, but, you know, they can, if they want to cancel me, so be it. I mean, yeah, like, I don't, I think that, that you would, your, your response to that would just be, like, why are you looking at my tweets from February 26, 2021? When it's 2025 or whenever. I don't know how long it's going to take you to get famous. Maybe that's, that's overreaching. 2023, 2022. 
Who knows? Who knows? Could be next week. Exponential fame growth is what we hope for you. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. all. That's all we got. We don't have any further questions, sir. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. That was really fun. That was fun. And thank you for having yeah, me. Of course. Yeah. And um, go Lakers. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. And um, until we meet again at the strip club. <laughs> Please God. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.